As cities around the world adapt to rapid urbanization, attention to the health of urban populations is critical. ISUH Conversations is the only podcast focusing exclusively on the broad factors of urban health. We understand that the health challenges and opportunities in urban environments are complex. Our guests are urban health influencers who come from many sectors. If you are a researcher, educator, policymaker, practitioner, community leader, or urban health advocate, these conversations will resonate with you. In this podcast, Dr. Yannette Thomas, the Executive Director of ISUH, and I talk to these urban health influencers to capture their ideas and continue to advance the knowledge of urban health. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host. Let's meet our guest. Welcome back to the show, Yannette. We've got a great guest uh, today. I'm really excited uh, for this conversation. Um, Dr. Agus Soros, who is, um, he's calling in from Athens today, and he's the International Advisor on Health Policy and Strategy at the Global Healthy Cities Consultancy and the Visiting Professor, the Institute of Global Health Innovation at the Imperial College in London. Agus, welcome to the show. Welcome, Agus. We're so happy Hello. to have you. Nice to be here. Um, uh, now, I understand you, uh, you have a book that's in <clears throat> how many languages now? Uh, the most recent, you mean? Or yes. one that was, the most recent is about eight. And, and Yannette, I understand you're writing the, you're going to be writing a preface to the, uh, forward to the Spanish language version, I believe, I guess. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Quite excited. And, to do and that. this is about global healthy cities. Is that right? Yes. It's about leadership, especially uh, written uh, for leaders, uh, uh, local leaders, municipal leaders, activists who want to promote health and sustainable development at the local level. We were in our conversation with uh, David as he was talking us through the various events that have been through the organization over the years and the one where the mayors all got together sounded like that was really interesting. So that sounds like that's an important constituency uh, that you're writing the book for. Well, it's, uh, you know, it, it has taken uh, almost four decades to realize that uh, many of the public health challenges of our time can be dealt uh, with effectively uh, at a local level. I mean, we talked today about, uh, say, the uh, global non-communicable diseases epidemic. Uh, we talk about uh, climate change and resilience. Uh, we talk about childhood obesity. Uh, we talk about uh, social cohesion, integration, and uh, equity. All those issues really uh, make sense when they are understood in their own context where they happen. So uh, while national policies are always helpful because they, they provide a helpful framework for uh, leaders, professionals, it is 
mayors and local governors who have a lot of power to mobilize various constituencies to work together for health. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, this is very interesting that you talk about that because if you don't have a sponsor at, in the governmental level, at the local governmental level, it's very difficult for a municipality or a city to fulfill its desire to be healthy. And I think this is largely the work that you're focused on with your Global Healthy Cities Initiative. Um, this is why we see you as a major urban health influencer. Um, I, um, Mark, you, you, uh, you may not know, but Agus was a leader in WHO, World Health Organization Europe, where he started a lot of this. And now that he um, has retired from that position, he's gone on to influence this globally through global healthy cities. And Agus, I wonder if you can tell us a little more about how you see global healthy cities as being a fulcrum for, for this local level governance engagement in urban health. Well, uh, three things. First, uh, we have to uh, make it clear to those who read this, this stuff, who listen to us, that when we talk about health, we're not talking about hospitals and doctors and nurses. We talk uh, about health in its widest sense. Uh, and uh, which is in line with the definition of health, which is not only the absence of disease. And I underline this because, because first of all, we need to make it understood that uh, health is not health sector. Health is basically every sector in our society. And, and and this brings me to the second point, which is uh, if you really want to mobilize your society and your local government and your different sectors, you need uh, legitimacy and you need leadership, which can only come from the top. You need someone who is going to embrace these ideas, who is going to, to make health a priority, a value, in the city's vision for this for the future for its development and only then you can create the preconditions pre for change if you if you think that health is just a matter of uh, one profession one sector uh, no matter how modern you are in your approaches you will never succeed to, to mobilize your community and your government uh, to work for health. So mm -hmm. this is where this uh, has made the difference with the Healthy Cities Movement. When I started this um, from zero in, uh, in Europe, uh, it was a time of great hype it was, we were talking about the new public health in the late 80s. And it was the time that health was beginning to find its niche in the minds and hearts of political leaders. 
and it was a time when uh, when uh, to talk about health in the widest sense and to talk about inequalities and talk about health promotion and talk about prevention and talk about empowering communities was beginning to be something that everybody felt that could make a real difference. So the Healthy Cities movement and today the global movement has developed the capital, the political and social capital that you need to inspire, to motivate and to urge political leaders to work for health. This is not a movement of doctors. Mm -hmm. This is not a movement of health professionals. Mm -hmm. This is a movement that comes from that realization that, mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that health matters for development. And that's why, and I complete this sentence, that's why uh, we make uh, that link which has been so much reinforced uh, with the sustainable development goals, the link with sustainable development. Absolutely. Um, I like what you say, health matters for development. And it's something, if you don't have a healthy uh, society, you cannot be economically stable. So that, that it's a given. Uh, your workforce will not be um, 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 viable. So I wonder if this makes me think of you know, ISCOH, the International Society for Urban Health, is the only global organization focused on urban health. How do you view ISUH's role in the context of your work and, and what, what you just articulated? How do you, what role do you see ISUH playing in that? Well, uh, I see the role of the society in, uh, in, in two ways. Uh, uh, the society can bridge uh, more convincingly uh, uh, the gap between science and practice and action. Uh, if it only focuses on science, then uh, it, it loses the, the part that translates all this uh, fantastic evidence that is emerging from uh, from research and convert it into actionable recommendations and mm -hmm. uh, and plans and strategies. Mm -hmm. If we only make uh, focus on the politics of health, because health is is a political choice, mm -hmm. we have to remember that. Uh, and because it is a political choice, it has also to be well, I will never use the term evidence-based, but it has to be good evidence-informed. Mm -hmm. And so a society, their society, can actually help uh, distill what is the most relevant evidence today uh -huh. that leaders need uh, to use uh, in order to to make the case for health, in order to 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 mobilize the skeptics, but also the activists, 
uh, to create the, the basis uh, for uh, policy making and for development, for health development, for social development, for human development. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, if I am to add a third over layer to what I'm saying, uh, it would be uh, feel the pulse of our times, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. means uh, today we have this unique opportunity to to take advantage of the momentum that has been created by the, especially the sustainable development goals, but also a clear global awareness mm -hmm. of the importance of health and mm -hmm. of the importance of city leadership. Mm -hmm. Part of my work at the moment is on city diplomacy. Uh -huh. which, uh, which uh, uh, is uh, a major new, newly developing area, which is not just about running uh, departments of international relations in cities, but it is about giving a voice to local leaders mm -hmm. uh, in international fora where major decisions are being made which relate to, 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 to health and development. So that's in summary, I see the science and mm -hmm. uh, the society is very well qualified yes. to articulate that part. Yes. Uh, the connection, the political part, which is the links with not only the, 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 uh, the scientific community, but also the political community mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. uh, cities. And, uh, and the third one that I mentioned, the overlayer that I mentioned, which is about seizing the opportunity to, 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 to create alliances, to work with, uh, uh, with international bodies, to, 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 to create that, to, to, to contribute with its own credibility and uh, kudos uh, to 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 creating um, uh, cities, healthy cities, and uh, cities that care for health. Yes, I like what you say about <laughs> getting away from the the concept of evidence based, but evidence informed, because so off so much as talk has been about evidence based practices. One of the <laughs> one of the things. Um, that excites me. I have this idea and I've been talking with people. I started at the World Urban Forum in, in Kuala Lumpur that it would be nice if as ISUH we could have some sort of, a, and forgive the word, for want of a better word, scorecard on urban health. And it, it basically a set of um, evidence-informed informed criteria that it would help a city or municipality see how they line up in terms of urban health. Kind of the conceptual thinking that started the World Bank doing business report, even though that's blown into something very competitive, but that whole idea of creating a set of criteria where that would sit on ISUH's website and we would help people to think how, how is your urban health? Um, any thoughts on that notion? Well, that's, you know, there is, there is an intrinsic kind of, um, 
uh, attraction to talk about indicators and the league tables and comparative uh, uh, data. I mean, this has been a constant temptation, but also nightmare, I would say, over the years in my almost 30 years working for WHO. Uh, what I have learned is that there will always be a group of enthusiasts to work on long lists of indicators and, uh, and uh, somehow sometimes overkill the whole notion of measurement. Uh, my, uh, based on my experience, uh, I would uh, say the following. Uh, the most successful tool of healthy cities was the city health profiles. Uh, which was uh, was a a uh, a requirement for cities to develop a, a short, very short. Uh, this is not a city health profile. This is a poetry magazine. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it was a short. Uh, report, uh -huh. which was very readable by the community, the media, the politicians, yeah. Yeah. which would capture, and I, I underline this, capture the picture and its determinants of health in the city, which yeah. would be a basis for debate in the city council, which would be a basis for prioritizing and for policy making. So yes. that's number one. Yes. Not to do telephone books and directories no, no, with no. long data. That interactive, one. interactive, something interactive. Yes. Number two, I wouldn't. Uh, uh, I would like to. I would rather have uh, ten meaningful indicators yes. rather than one hundred and ten. I absolutely. No matter. Agree. And uh, I would like to be able, if it is possible, to walk into a city and not in a terribly complicated way, to be able, like we score, I don't know, how we have the various economic indexes uh, that we follow, you know, the health of our economies, uh, to be able to tell in, in understandable words, even using some... Uh, composite indicators which do not to be do not need to be terribly you know einsteinian uh, sort of kind of um, uh, and mathematically complex but which could tell uh, if this city based on something a sense of inequalities a sense of the quality of its environment Mm -hmm. A sense of uh, its um, uh, community cohesion and uh, four or five indicators that could give you uh, a sense. And I would love to have that set. The last uh, thing to say, though, is that uh, twice in WHO, mm -hmm. uh, uh, once with Healthy Cities in the early 90s, we tried to produce a league of uh, cities mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, by a number of indicators. Well, you believe it or not, they didn't like it 
because cities don't like to, if they are, of course, the best, and they are on top of the list, that's great. But uh, if they are not on, this, on the league table, high up and so on, uh, that, uh, be, it, that uh, develops a lot of um, uh, critical remarks. Uh, they question methodology and so on. And uh, in the year 2000, when the director general of WHO was uh, Brundtland, mm-hmm. uh, she developed a league table of the health systems of all the countries in the world. Look it up. It's a famous yes. kind of... A, but it created... Yes such a reaction by everybody because all of a sudden you would see, for example, countries like Russia being 150th and be worse off than Armenia, for example, or some of the countries which were regarded to be the poor relatives. The best country at the time was France. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, to cut the long story, uh, I think it is useful if it is meaningful, if it is short, if yes. it is politically sensitive, yes. and if the society can put its credibility um, stamp on it. Well, I think what we have is an opportunity to think this through with you, given sure. the work you've done. So I want you to hold that thought. We'll, I'll, I'll be coming back to you. I just Maybe. want, in the few minutes um, we have left, to ask quickly how you see um, ISUH membership, just getting engage, engaging ISUH membership in this kind of thinking. You know, we have um, a global membership, we have conferences, etc. Just, you know, just in, in a quick minute, how do you see us engaging membership in this kind of activity? Well, uh... Well, there is always the question, what's in it for me to be yes. a member? Uh, I have done, uh, I have asked the question uh, to many cities, uh, put the question to them, how many networks do you belong to? And in Europe, at least, on average, they belong to 10 to 12 networks. The society is something... Uh, uh, different because it can engage entities but also individuals. Yes. Um, I, I, I would say this. Um, uh, uh, it, 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 the key word for me is being strategic. Yes. Uh, and being strategic means to perhaps revisit uh, the the constitution, some of the main aims, and so on, and and somehow um, I'm not saying to do anything too radical, but I I would like to think, what is it that we want to achieve? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do we want to be in the forefront of of change? Or do we want to be providing the scientific backing by by bringing you know all the evidence and debating it? Uh, do we want to get engaged with uh, city leadership and enhance the political side mm-hmm. so that that uh, the membership of the society will also be interdisciplinary as it is already, but somehow 
the point I'm trying to make is making a link, a stronger link between the objectives, mm -hmm. the current objectives, the emerging objectives of the society in the world as it is evolving today, and then uh, develop some targeted um, approaches and, and, and strategies to reach out to, to uh, because the question you would be asking me now is, is twofold. One is more of the same members, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the other one could be maybe new, a, yes. new, yes. new types of members. Yes. yes. So that's so, why yes, I, I can. Of course. I, well, I really appreciate this perspective and of course as you know i guess i'll be coming back to you with, with to 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 brainstorm further especially on the 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 notion of the scorecard i want to urge you to become a member of isuh so that we can also engage you and okay i really really want to see you become a member so i'll be sending you a reminder about that and and i really want to thank you for giving us this time because it's it's important to our, our constituents to hear from someone as learned as you in the field who who has done this for the last 30 years and can provide so much to us guidance as we go forward so i want to thank you for this i well i was delighted to participate in this podcast uh, I would love uh, to to work with you to, yes. of course, to become a member, uh, to come to your conferences. Yes. We discussed Kampala or yes. the others, and so Amen. on. So, yes, of course. so let's. Uh, on that. Yes. yes. Thank you so That's much, good. Yes. Thank you. David, All the best. It was, it was very nice to meet you, Yannette. Uh, another great conversation and another <laughs> entire set of perspectives. I think uh, these conversations are just turning into this very large to-do list for you. Uh, <laughs> they are. Because we came up with these, these great but we ideas. we expected that, didn't we? I know yes. we did. Uh, David, thank you very much. Yannette, I'll see you on our next call. August, thank you so much. Take care bye -bye. of you, Mark. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. You can find more ISUH conversations on our website at isuh.org or subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Our website also features upcoming events and a members area where you can meet and collaborate with your peers.